0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Another trade war? Farm groups seek more disaster help and BLM plans on hold. Trump. U.S. can't lose an EU tariff war. The U.S. is preparing to hit billions of dollars of EU products with tariffs, That includes a lot of dairy and other ag commodities at one minute after midnight. And President Donald Trump says if the Europeans hit back, it'll be a tariff war he is confident the U.S. will win. During a press conference yesterday with Italian President Sergio Mattarella, Trump told reporters the U.S. cannot lose a war of tariffs because the imbalance is so great between the United States and, in this case, the European Union. The U.S. earlier this month won the right to the retaliatory tariffs at a WTO fight over EU subsidies for Airbus. The EU expects to win a similar rights to hit the U.S. with tariffs thanks to a separate WTO victory on U.S. subsidies for Boeing. There's still time to avoid the tariffs, both presidents said. We're talking with some new people in Europe, and I hope it's going to be successful, said Trump. Corteva commits a half million dollars to climate challenge. Corteva AgriScience, which is leading a discussion among industry executives, farmers, conservationists, and others on how to address climate change, is committing $500,000 to help farmers experiment with new climate-positive practices that reduce greenhouse gases. Corteva CEO Jim Collins announced the pledge yesterday during a World Food Prize symposium in Des Moines, Iowa. Collins said the money would be seed capital for a fund to reward efforts that offset emissions in ways that can make farms sustainable. The ultimate goal is to get carbon-saving practices implemented on a broader scale, he said. Now, keep in mind... Collins has convened four meetings over the past year involving industry leaders, non-government organizations, and others on the climate issue, including a meeting earlier this week at the company offices outside Des Moines. Few details of the meetings have been released. One attendee, David Festa of the Environmental Defense Fund, described this week's meeting as substantive and included a good mix of key players on the climate issue. By the way, Collins appeared on a panel with Rattan Lal, a soil science professor at The Ohio State University, who said that keeping carbon in the soil must become a public priority. Lal called for enacting a Soil Health Act along the lines of the Clean Air Act and Clean Water Act to stop soil degradation. More assistance sought for Plains growers in Plus. Northern and Central Plains growers are urging USDA to make as much disaster assistance as possible available under the Wildfires and Hurricanes Indemnity Program Plus and other USDA programs. In a letter sent yesterday to Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue, groups including the American Soybean Association and the National Association of Wheat Growers also urged Secretary Purdue to help growers facing severe quality problems by providing flexibility in the crop insurance program. With the exception of wine grapes, the WIP Plus regulation appears to exclude quality loss from the program, the group said. Yet quality loss is caused by excess rains, floods, and resulting crop diseases just as real, tangible, and immediate to producers as any other form of crop damage. Other groups signing the letter included the National Barley Growers Association, National Farmers Union, National Sunflower Association, U.S. Canola Association, U.S. Dry Bean Council, and the U.S. Dry Pea and Lentil Council. WTO considers measure to appease U.S. on judges. The World Trade Organization countries hoping to satisfy U.S. criticisms of WTO appellate judges and convince the U.S. to stop blocking nominees are now looking to a new proposal by an appointed facilitator, New Zealand Ambassador David Walker. Walker's possible solution for overcoming the impasse, as it was described by a Geneva official, addresses multiple U.S. concerns, such as WTO judges exceeding their authority and issuing advisory opinions. But it's still not clear if the WTO is willing to approve Walker's proposals. It is now up to members to see how they wish to take this matter forward, he said at a General Assembly meeting aid looks to expand biotech benefits. U.S. Agency for International Development is offering up to $70 million in funding to companies, universities, and non-government organizations to come up with ways to use agriculture biotechnology to address food and nutrition needs in poor countries. The goal is to get the best biotech solutions for helping smallholder farms deal with pests and disease and better cope with drought and depleted soils. USAID Administrator Mark Green announced that and several other agriculture development projects yesterday at the World Food Prize Symposium in Des Moines. A partnership with MasterCard is designed to connect smallholder producers with financial services and markets. A second partnership with Deering Company is designed to help smallholders get access to capital, equipment, digital technology, and maintenance and repair services. Judge Nix's BLM Sage Grouse plans for inadequate analysis. A federal judge in Idaho halted implementation of Bureau of Land Management plans covering millions of acres of greater sage habitat in six western states. U.S. District Judge Lynn Windmill's order prevents plans covering land in Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, Nevada, northwestern California, and Oregon from going into effect. Cattle ranchers call the order an example of judicial activism, while environmentalists who had filed the lawsuit cheered the decision. You can read more on the story at www.agripulse.com. Nass to collect more harvest info for corn and soybeans. Recent snows in Minnesota and North Dakota have forced USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service to collect more information on harvested acreage for corn and soybeans in those states. These additional data will help to better assess the full impact of the snows, NAS said late yesterday. If the newly collected data justifies any changes, NAS will publish updated harvested acreage estimates in its November 8 crop production report. Here's today's He Said It. We can farm carbon. Carbon becomes a commodity that can be sold and bought, and that has to happen. That Ratan Lal, soil science professor at The Ohio State University, speaking at the World Food Prize Symposium about the importance of compensating farmers keeping carbon in the soil to combat climate change. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, October 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.